welcome to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by Berio Taranaki. As always, I'm your host, Melissa, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kelsey. How's it going? Going fantastic, Melissa. Really excited to be here today. I'm really excited to introduce our guest, someone that we've actually already been lucky enough to feature on the podcast before. Our HR manager, or feel free to correct me, here at BDO, Lisa Potter. Hello, good morning, how are we? Good. Feeling well. Those are the answers I like to hear. (laughs) Well, and it's quite fitting, Kelsey, that you said that you are well for today's topic. Yes, so today's topic is really going to be a bit of a deep dive into wellness, well-being, and everything surrounding that sort of sphere. Just giving you guys a bit of some ideas about what you can be doing to improve well-being for yourselves, but also your employees, as well as a bit of a deep dive into what you could be accidentally falling into. Yep, definitely. And it's a huge topic to cover, so we'll try and do the best we can and stay on focus because, you know, when you're talking about these things, it can just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or touch base with us, melancal at bdo.co.nz. So I guess the the key first question is, what is wellness in the workplace? Yep, and there we start with a huge question. But um, the way I would break it down would be that it's the experience of health, happiness and prosperity. And yes, that sounds very broad. But, uh, you know, when you really sort of dig down in a little bit further, it's I would describe it as the extent to which an individual flourishes across multiple elements that make up the evolving concept of well-being because as you guys would know where well-being kind of started is now you know it's huge and is all-encompassing so I, I think it's a complex combination of a person's physical mental emotional and social health if we capture it that way I guess it just means we know that we're more productive when we are happy and healthy and I guess it's how do employers support the environment that their employees are in the workplace, in that place. And, you know, we all have a legal obligation now under the Health and Safety Act to ensure that we're providing a, a really good environment for people to work in. And that's not only don't trip over the power cord as you go down the corridor, but that we are promoting mental health and awareness within each business. I hope that it wouldn't be a new thing, but it does feel like it is more emerging recently. But mental health and their like has been a problem forever, really. Yeah, I think well-being probably going back a few years was seen as a bit woo-woo. And like anything, obviously I've been on in the in the world a little bit longer than you two. And I remember, you know, when beauty became an industry. So, you know, it's not just, it went beyond getting your hair done. It was, you know, eyelashes, eyebrows, Botox. This is the evolution that I think well-being is going through. It is an industry now, without a doubt. Mm. It's tricky and potential to 
fall into some pitfalls then as well because we're not doing it with the right intentions. We're doing it because it's mm. what we need to do. And that's a key part, I think, of a successful well-being plan is authenticity. Uh, you know, you don't just want to be ticking a box because you are setting yourself up for a little bit of failure there if it's not coming from a genuine place and you're just putting into position uh, different offerings and not thinking about why you're doing it. And I think the reason well-being for me has come into the forefront is as Kiwis, we typically have just been sure be right made and mental health has been something that, you know, has been put to the side or, you know, it's taboo to talk about. And that as as we've emerged and we're seeing what the implications of hiding all of those things are, like that's where it has to come from. It's as a society we're saying this has been an issue, so how do we all help each other to improve that? I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, again, I look back to years ago, and particularly our farming sector has some pretty appalling stats with regard to mental health. And I remember a long time ago, you know, um, small shifts for good reasons have created these scenarios for example you know when drink driving was clamped down the old country pubs effectively died Mm -hmm. and that was a place that farmers used to go to you know shoot the breeze and discuss what was going on and then you know they just people just became more and more isolated and that's just an example of how you know these well-being shoots um thrived and that's where we've got to now is it's a massive, big part of what we have to look at f- across all industries. Mm. So then how can employers look to increase the wellness and well-being of their employees then? Well, the good thing is, because we've just talked about, it is an industry, so there's loads of research out there. Um, the best The best ones that I've come across uh, relate to the five pillars of well-being. So there's connect. So that's connections with others. And we're human. Uh, We need connections. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you may get that from your family, your workplace, your sports teams. It can come from anywhere. Speaking of sports teams, being active is another one. We all know now endorphins and all those, you know, key things uh, play a key part in our mental health taking notice and this is about literally stopping and smelling the roses it's paying attention to those little things that are going on around you and appreciate I've talked about gratitude a lot um, that you you know you get that sense of appreciation and that therefore boosts your own well-being giving giving to others doing things for others you know that's a huge part of your mental health because you're shifting focus and you get, you know, that that feel good when you know that you're doing something to help someone else. Last of all, which, you know, and I know at BDO is really important and a key part of my role, keep learning, never stop. Always be looking to develop yourself, learn new things. And it doesn't have to be about work. Go and learn how to bowl, learn how to play golf, learn how to, Make a coffee, go and do a barista course. It can be anything, but just keep that brain going and looking forward. Those are all, that's a lot. That is a yeah. lot. And that shows that wellness is a holistic, all-being 
Absolutely. function and you can't Needs just to be. be expected to be like, I'm just going to go running every day and I'm going to be happy. Mm. Yep. Yes, you're going to be physically fit, but are you mentally fit? Probably not if you're not doing anything else and those other ideas. So it's really good mm. to hear those. are some awesome ideas. Yep. So then now that we have those five pillars, how do you use those to build a plan that engages staff? Well, the key part of this is including the employees when making the decisions. So as I mentioned before, if you, you know, just want to go out and splash the cash on this amazing wellbeing program, you are setting yourself up for, for potential failure. Uh, you can give it a go and you never know. It might work. But if you include what you know about your people and if you talk to your people Find out where they're lacking and how you can build a, a plan to support in those areas. Because what's the point in announcing that you're going to pay for every one of your staff to have a gym membership if you know that they all hate the gym? Mm -hmm. So big ticket item, oh, we're going to pay the $40 a week for you to join the gym and then no one goes. So, you know, that's a classic example mm -hmm. of one of the areas where you just need to be really um, focused on where your team is at and what they need. It sounds to me like you're not starting off with coming up with services or offerings. You're starting by going and talking to your staff and saying, hey, what do you value and what will help you with wellbeing? Absolutely. And uh, at BDO, for example, we have what we call a tool belt. So... As a, a nationally, we all got together and we literally piled in everything we do at each office. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we can go back and look for ideas about what is good for our team. Mm -hmm. So we're not doing all those things. We might only be cherry picking the ones that we need, but we have this tool belt available, which is really great. And I suppose, like, especially as your team grows, we're all different. So you're also going to have to find ways to manage different people's perceptions of what they need. And Absolutely. There will be people who at one end of the spectrum say, I, I look after my own well-being, thanks. I am all good and, you know, good on them. And then you've got people at the other end who need the extreme, you know, loads of support, ongoing, regular catch-ups, check-ins, perhaps counselling, all the things that you can throw at them to help them build their resilience and, and support their well-being. How, I guess, from an employee's perspective, do you tap into this without limiting your future potential? Because that can be probably going back to your mental health conversation thing. If I'm seen as not good enough in this aspect, is that going to mean that when a promotion comes around, I'm going to be looked at down because I've been accessing these services, counselling or just some additional support? You know what, that is that is definitely probably a reality of what I hope is in the past. Mm -hmm. I think now there's so much good awareness around mental health and actually if if you're at the right place, you can actually leap from that and become an advocate and therefore really important in that business. So you can turn that into a positive and say, hey, I've overcome these challenges or I'm in the process of overcoming. This is where I started. This is where I'm at. I'm going to use this for good. 
mm-hmm. and project from there. So, but I, I, I understand what you mean, Kelsey. Definitely in the past, it probably did work against you, but mm-hmm. I really hope now. I think also in the past, potentially people just ignored it. You know, Absolutely. they didn't seek that that help because they were scared of the consequences and that's where you get your burnouts yep. and yeah mm-hmm. just where things just come crash down around yep. you i've seen it in person i've seen someone turn up to a workplace and they're complete and utter mm. state because they just work too much absolutely and you know you look at the um you, there's i mean there's so many statistics around it but only good things can come from putting these tools, you know, or making these tools available. You know, some of the latest research says that for every dollar that a business spends on well-being, they'll get three to six dollars in return from productivity. Um, you know, resilient workforces have a lower attrition and higher productivity than those who don't, and that therefore gives them better brand value. So all of this stuff is really big picture. Mm-hmm. I know there is that initial cost, but you've got to be future looking and thinking about the return mm-hmm. that you'll get eventually. Um, the other thing is that people who feel supported by their employer are 81% less likely to look for other roles. Now, with the great resignation... Mm-hmm. You know, which is more like a tidal wave. Uh, those kinds of things are really important. You can differentiate yourself from other employers if you've got that stuff there, because especially the younger people will be asking, you know, what have you got? What can you give me? And that's the key thing is you want to try and be the kind of workplace that your employees don't want to look to leave in the first place, but then you also want to attract amazing candidates down the line as well and as you said that's a key thing that people are going to be looking at for employers in the future you raised a really important point there bringing new people on is expensive Mm -hmm. it's really expensive you know to train people up to get them up and running you want to be keeping them this is one of the key things you have to be doing to keep those people because someone else will offer it and you're going to lose out. And, I mean, it's incredible that return that you said for every $1, what was it, 5 to $6? Between return, 3 and $6. Three and yep. $6. So there's very little else mm. that if you put $1 into your business, you're going to look to get that kind of return back. So it is something well worth investing in, especially if you take the time to make sure you're doing it right. Absolutely. And you don't, let's make this really highlighted now you don't have to spend a lot as well that was gonna be my next question (laughs) it sounds like it's expensive and it sounds like it's a barrier to small business with limited employees so what are these options okay so you know the, uh, uh, the the world is your oyster when you come to these decisions but obviously what what business you're in will determine how you know how you operate these so i'll i you know i can roll off a few examples but, you know, going back to those, um, the, 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 the five pillars of well-being, you know, organise walks during your lunch hour. We did that last year during, um, you know, well-being week. We had set times that we'd put on our trainers and we headed out for a walk along the waterfront. It was beautiful. We had a good chat, good laugh. It was amazing. You, just such a simple thing. You can organise bike to work days, you know, where you encourage everyone to get on their bike and get some fresh air. Um, You know, including family in your workplace, family picnics, 
you know, those kinds of things where you just get together and everyone can bring their kids or their um, spouses or whoever it might be living with them at the time and you get together and make that connection. Financial advice. Banks will come in and talk to businesses about mortgages and lending and, you know, so get in there and let your employees know that you care about what's happening to them outside of work. Just these little things. Flexibility. I mean, we all know how important flexibility mm -hmm. is. It doesn't cost. And I know not every business can do it, but little ways that you can offer flexibility even the smallest offering is going to mean something to your employer because they will know if your business really struggles with flexibility due to the nature of the work. So anything you can do to, you know, increase or enhance that offering will be appreciated. There's loads of apps out there, breathing apps, meditation apps, you know, advertise them, encourage your car, um, staff to go off and spend five minutes meditating. It's, you know, it'll bring, calm them down, especially if they're in front of, you know, computers all day or they're dealing with client-facing stuff where they're getting that, you know, sometimes those uncomfortable situations. Raising funds for charity. It's another one. Mufti yeah. days, morning teas, like come together, share some food, talk, all of these things. Don't They don't cost anything. Mm -hmm. It's just about, you know, that togetherness, donating blood, all those mm -hmm. that giving to others. So, you know, all of those things, I'm pretty confident didn't cost a mm -hmm. cent. Yeah, I also think internally as well, something that we often get told to do is taking your breaks, taking regular Take your breaks. Absolutely. And we're all terrible at it. Mm -hmm. We are all terrible. But how much better do you feel when you get a break and, you know, go and get some fresh air and have a cup of coffee, cup of tea? Yeah. The fresh air. I think the fresh air is a big one for mm. me. If I feel like there's just a whole lot going on going outside, even if it's raining, you've got an umbrella, like mm -hmm. literally just getting out of the office really does make a big difference. I'm one of those people that if I have a, a difficult interaction with someone for whatever reason, I have to get up and go out. I wish that I could teach myself to do that before I got to that point. Mm. <laughs> but sometimes it's the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff and you quick whip around the block, look at the ocean, think the world is way bigger than whatever just happened. Way bigger. Just put it back in perspective mm -hmm. and you know you do you just feel like a different person so then i know we touched on a bit earlier about how there's some pitfalls and there's some some areas that you do want to avoid if possible in relation to wellness and well-being can you highlight a couple of these for us i think as with anything make it achievable like build up, try things again, talk to your team about what you think that they might need. Um, what If it doesn't work, don't flog a dead horse. Try something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like the effort that you're putting in and perhaps the cost, if, if, if it's, you know, annoying your team more than what it's providing any sort of salvation to them, then let it go. Um you know, be careful about those big ticket items. Don't send your business up to get a well-being tick <laughs> if you think that, you you know, you're going to fail because that has the potential to end up worse than sort of where you started. Um, get buy-in from the team. Don't just stand up and say, this is what we're offering. Mm. 
you know, it's like anything. You've got to market it. You've got to sell it, launch it. This is what we're doing. We love you guys. You mean so much to us. Your mental health means so much to us. This is what we're doing. So, you know, blow it up and um, sing it from the rooftops. And it's definitely something that is going to be fluid because as times change, like we're now two years post-COVID, who knows what another two years in the future is going to be. So it's looking at what's happening, what your team is dealing with and finding the tools that actually meet those needs and that's not going to be the same thing today as it will be. No, and you only need to know anyone who's in their mid-20s and anyone who's in their mid-teens and you know there's a whole different group coming through and they will need, because of the age they were wear during COVID, they're going to need a lot more than perhaps what the, you know, those people who were older and a little bit more independent, you know. So I was just talking to someone the other day and they were saying, you know, they had a, um, a, a toddler during COVID and they really struggle mm-hmm. now. Like the toddler doesn't like strangers. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, all of these things we're going to have to face in the future. And so we've got to be ready for what's coming. So the sooner you start putting these things in place and building them into your business plan and your strategy and your engagement, the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. I feel like we've really done a justice to this topic and I Good. think we've covered this really thoroughly. So thanks, Lisa, for coming on today. I would say any time, but, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> awesome. Well, look forward to um, having you listen in coming up soon. We are really excited to say that we have one more addition to our Entrepreneur Series coming up very soon, so make sure you listen into to that one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to head along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe so that you can receive notifications on when the next episodes are released. And if you do have any questions for either myself or Melissa or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melinkel at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki.